911. What is your emergency? Ladies never kiss and tell, but we do kill and tell. Welcome back, guys. My name is Kaylee, and you guessed it, this is Kill and Tell Podcast. Let's kick off this Monday right, and by that I mean with coffee. Caffeine dealer of the day is Caffeology in Newport, Rhode Island. It's a very minimalist boutique coffee shop. Super cute, right in the middle of all the other shops on that road. I ordered the Milky Way iced latte with oat milk, and let's just say it was heavenly. Also, what I loved about this coffee shop was along the wall next to the line in which you order were self-help books for sale and candles and just like cute little knickknack stuff. One book that really stood out to me like as I was in line was called The Mountain Is You and it's about how to turn your self-sabotage into self-creation and I don't know but that just really resonated with me lately. So yeah, anyways, my coffee was great. I'll post a picture of it later. My one complaint was that I had to drink it out of a paper straw, and you guys know how I feel about those nasty things. I'm sorry, turtles, but they're gross. Today we will be going over the missing persons case of Heidi Plank. Um, a little background about Heidi. She is a 39-year-old woman who lives in mid-city Los Angeles. She is originally from Buffalo, New York. Heidi is renting out a $1.7 million apartment and drives a silver Range Rover. She's about 5'3", has long blonde hair, blue eyes, and a tattoo on her left inner wrist and a sun tattoo on her right ankle. She also has a lower back tattoo of her name. I think the best part about Heidi is that she has an 11-year-old son named Bond and a golden doodle named Seven. Which, okay guys, tell me no, but Seven is the cutest name. I don't know why, but I love like random dog names. As you can tell, my dog's name is Cricket. But I was watching Chicago Fire and I was watching the episode and this guy has a Dalmatian named Tuesday and I thought that was like the absolute cutest thing. So drop your dog names because I really want to hear them <laughs> and like feel free to send me a picture because, because I would love to see it. So Heidi and Bond's father, who's named Jim Wayne, are divorced and they've been divorced for about nine years around this time, but they've remained on good terms throughout everything and like do really well co-parenting, which I know is very hard for some couples. Jim Wayne is a hairstylist in Beverly Hills, and as of October 2021, Heidi was dating Naeem Salam, and Naeem was the VP of Operations for the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative. That's a Facebook philanthropic organization. Not much is actually mentioned about him throughout this case at all, just the fact that they were casually dating for a few years, and that's really all we know about him, but he was ruled out as a suspect, like, way in the beginning, so we can kind of just, like, cross him off our list. Heidi was working as a, quote, controller at Camden Capital Partners since 2017. Camden Capital is, like, a company that provides, like, management and, like, preservation of people's money and stuff. I don't know. It's just, like, a company for high network people. So I guess that the best way to go about this case is kind of just, like, to tell you what happened in order of events, even though there's a lot of details. So I'm kind of going to be going, like, I'll tell you what happened and then I might, like, jump back and be like, oh, yeah, and then, like, that same day this happened. So just bear with me. I'm going to throw a lot at you guys, but so on October 17th, 2021, 
Heidi left her mid-city apartment with seven and got into her Range Rover. Heidi drove to Downey to watch her son's football game. Downey is about 17 miles away from mid-city and would have taken her roughly like 30 minutes to get there. The game was being played at, I'm going to botch this, I already know it, but St. Pius X Matheus Academy. And in some reports, it was a flag football game, so I don't know if it was flag football or regular football. But anyways, I guess it doesn't really matter. CCTV footage shows Heidi leaving her house, carrying a coffee, which takes after my own heart, my girl. Um, She's wearing a white t-shirt with a yellow smiley face on the front. It almost looks like one of those Drew smiley face t-shirts. She had on blue denim jeans, sandals. She had her sunglasses on top of her head, holding her hair back. She was carrying a black purse. You couldn't really make out what type of purse it was. But she also had a gray sweater tied around her waist. And Seven was following her along, but he was not being held on a leash. He had his leash, but he was dragging it. Because he seems like a very obedient dog, honestly. He was just like, doing his little doggy thing and following her. Where are we going, Mom? According to Jim Wayne, Heidi always stays for the entire game. However, Jim and others noticed during the first half of the game that Heidi just seemed fidgety, distracted, she was very on edge, honestly just not herself. At halftime, which is around 4.30pm, Heidi approached Jim and told him that she was leaving, but didn't really give him a reason as to why. Although this was unlike Heidi at the time, Jim didn't really think anything of it. He's like, oh, okay, like maybe she has something to do. After the game, Bond texted Heidi to fill her in on like all his awesome plays and being like, hey mom, like coach told me I did good with this and blah, blah, blah. And it was really cute because he was so happy and excited. And his mom never texted him back. At around 6.22 p.m., CCTV footage is found of Heidi walking seven in an alleyway behind the Hope and Flower Apartments. So a little bit about the Hope and Flower Apartments, guys. Um, it consists of two towers, and each tower is made up of a bunch of like luxury rental units. When I was looking up reviews, there's like some like, oh yeah, like I love this place, like the amenities are great, yada yada yada. And then there's some that are like, yeah, guys, um, there was a murder and gunshots going off tonight. A lot of people also mentioned in their reviews that there was drug activity going on. You never know. You never know what you're in for in LA. So in this surveillance video, Heidi seems to have put her gray sweater that was wrapped around her waist on, and she was still wearing the same jeans, still had the same shoes on. However, she was no longer carrying her purse. In fact, it actually looked like she was carrying one of the like masks that we all now have to wear, or not anymore, but that we did have to wear during COVID because this was in 2021, mind you. And unfortunately, not long after this video was captured, Seven was found wandering around the 28th floor of the apartment complex alone. And we'll get back to this, so just keep it in mind. In the, I just want to like touch base on that surveillance video. She was just casually walking the dog. Like it didn't seem like she was looking around her in her surroundings. Didn't seem like she was on edge. Over the next few days, Bond and Jim could not reach Heidi at all. Bond texted her and called her multiple times, no response. And his texts were so sad. Like, his last text to his mom read on October 18th at 7.31 p.m. He says, can you please call me back? I've called you two days in a row and you haven't picked up. On October 19th at 3.43 p.m., he says, please call or just text me because I want to make sure you're okay and I'm worried about you. He followed this text by saying, and can you please tell my dad if you'll pick me up tomorrow or not? Then at 5.45 p.m. the same day, he texts saying, can you please call me? The following day, October 20th, at 3.05 p.m., Bond texts her and says, Can you please call me? I'm with my dad. 
he never gets a response to any of these messages. Jim also texts Heidi a few times saying that they're worried about her and to please contact someone. Like Bond, Jim's texts go unanswered. It's not clear as to which day, but it said that either on the 18th or the 19th, Heidi's boss named Jason Sugarman is seen on camera leaving a box of muffins at her doorstep at her apartment. He knocked on the door, there was no answer, so he just left them on the doorstep and left. A quick background into Jason Sugarman, he and his business partner Jason Glanis were charged with fraud in 2019 because they tried to steal $43 million of client funds. $43 million. Anywho, on October 20th, Heidi was supposed to pick Bond up from school, which we can refer back to his text message when he asked her if, he was, if she was still picking him up. As you guessed, she never showed up. And that's when Jim was like, okay, something's really wrong here, because she would never just not show up for Bond. So this is when Jim went to the West LA Police Department and filed a missing persons report. Jim contacted Heidi's current boyfriend, Naeem, but he had also not heard from Heidi. This is actually when Naeem informed Jim that Heidi sent him an alarming message saying that she was, quote, afraid and wanted him to be with her for that weekend. Unfortunately, he was working, so he wasn't able to come and hang out with her, and this was the same weekend that she vanished. With no sign of Heidi or Seven, Jim tried using the location tracking features on Heidi's Range Rover, Apple Watch, and AirPods, but they were all shut off, which you have to do systemically, like they don't just shut off on their own, especially the Range Rover one. Jim did, however, obtain her cell phone and laptop that Heidi left at the house. Now, keep in mind, Heidi has two phones. She has one personal phone and one work phone. And it's not clear on whether or not Jim had the personal one or the work one. But the one that he did have had messages on it from a resident of the Hope and Flower apartment saying that they had found Seven on October 17th and were looking to get in contact with his owner. So keep in mind, that was three days ago. Okay, this part annoys me. So the apartment complex company was literally like reluctant to hand over their footage of their surveillance cameras. And we're like, no, no, we need a warrant. And it's like, okay, I get that. But why can't you just help if there's nothing going on? So whatever, police gave them a warrant and they handed over the tapes. And this is when they find the alleyway video of her walking seven, which I had just mentioned earlier. On October 21st, Jim Wayne received a call from the SEC, which is the Securities and Exchange Commission. And they were asking questions about Sugarman and his company. Sugarman actually also called Jim Wayne, and he called him like a few days after Heidi disappeared, but he didn't really seem too concerned about her being gone. Sugarman did, however, make it a point to ask Jim for Heidi's work laptop back and said that it was his and he wanted it back. A few days after that, Sugarman's assistant called Jim and accused Heidi of stealing money from the company and said that she had proof, sent it over, and Jim took this, quote, proof, the laptop, and Heidi's phone, and turned all of this over to police. Also, when police searched Heidi's home, there was no sign of a struggle, and no sign of forced entry, or any clue as to where Heidi could be. So we're still literally at ground zero. But everything keeps bringing us back to Hope and Flower apartment complex, and I still think that the whole boss thing is sketchy so far. Are you following? 
On November 4, 2021, police found Heidi's Range Rover abandoned in an underground residential parking garage a few blocks away from Hope and Flower Apartments. Police say that forensic evidence found in the apartment buildings led police to believe that Heidi was no longer alive, but they wouldn't disclose what that evidence was that led them to believe this. However, they did say that the evidence is pointing them in a new direction as to where her body could be. They believe that the body may be near Chiquita Canyon Landfall, and this was about an hour north of Hope and Flower Apartments. When I plugged it into the maps, it was like 55 minutes, so like not bad. Police never mentioned whether or not the car had any evidence and what condition the car was in, how they found the car, or anything like that, which really stresses me out because I feel like that would have a lot of details. But basically, like, this whole entire case, it's kind of a quick one because there's not a lot of information. Like I said, I mean, like, a lot of the details are still unknown or they're just not being released from the police. There are quite a few reports that police claim they believe this is a possible robbery and homicide situation. Okay, guys, so this is what I thought was really weird and I wanted to share with you guys. But before I do, like, keep in mind, this is not from a credible source. It could be 100% false. It could be 100% true. Like, nobody knows. It's not confirmed. But I found it, and I just wanted to share it with you guys. But like I said, this is not credible. So, now that I have that out of the way, let me tell you what I found. Apparently, true crime investigators went to the Hope and Flower Apartments and were going around, talking to people that lived there, stumbled across this woman who lived in the building And she had a lot to say. So the woman told investigators that Heidi attended a party on October 17th at the Hope and Flower Apartments on the 40th floor, and she left seven with a dog sitter. It wasn't clear as as to whether or not the dog sitter was in the building or not, but it said that she left the dog with the sitter before going to the party. The woman then says, Heidi took Adderall, laced with fentanyl, and OD'd in the middle of the dance floor. I guess a bunch of partygoers tried to revive her, but their efforts were unsuccessful. So they panicked, and like I said, this place is sketchy, and there's a bunch of sketchy things that are going on. So I'm sure that they didn't want to get in trouble. So she tells investigators, the people put Heidi's body in a trash bag and shoved her down the trash chute. Are we fucking kidding me? You can't just call police. Like, I'm sure anything that's going on at that party is not as bad as murder because that's what this is now. And to make things worse, apparently a girl who was at the party was listening and didn't hear Heidi's body hit the bottom of the trash chute. And instead, Heidi's body got stuck in the chute around the 28th floor, which is kind of bizarre because that's where the dog was found. But anyways, the woman who made this claim also claimed that others, including workers of the apartment building, were all aware of what happened to Heidi. But to this day, like, police have never confirmed anything. Nothing else has come out about this. Jim Wayne never confirmed anything. He actually said, he was like, he, he's heard the story and he was like, I don't know anything about this. So I don't know, like, I feel like, yeah, this is like way out there and really bizarre. But at the same time, 
there's a part of Heidi's past that I didn't tell you guys yet, and it kind of makes me wonder if that's true. Apparently, Heidi had a history of abusing drugs, and by that I mean she was abusing Adderall. It was saying that she was getting like three different prescriptions from three different doctors at a time, and actually in 2015, she checked herself into a psychiatric facility, but had Jim Wayne pick her up the day after because she said that they were molesting her. Now, this could have nothing to do with what happened to her, or it could be like some background information that's relevant to her drug abuse. Some people even claim that she was still using drugs and still an alcoholic. I don't know what's true or not. I didn't know her. Like I said, there's little information about what they want to share about Heidi and about the case. So I'm kind of just going on like what I have. But I thought it was an interesting fact, especially since the drug that she quote overdosed on was Adderall. Well, and fentanyl, but still. So all of police search efforts were focused on searching the landfill. And as of now, there's no news as to whether or not they found anything, whether or not they're still searching. There have not been any updates in the case. I haven't heard anything. I haven't found anything. But in my opinion, honestly, I think that the whole, like, Jason Sugarman, her boss theory, having something to do with her death might be just a red herring and, like, a coincidence. Because I think that if he wanted her gone and say, like, she did know too much about the company's finances or the fraud or anything like that, I think he would have gotten rid of her a long time ago, especially since he was already charged with fraud in that situation. So I don't think he would have waited until 2021 to have done something about it. But then again, I also don't really know if that whole drug thing was true either because what's up with the text that she sent Naeem saying that she was afraid? And does Naeem know more than he's telling because wouldn't he have asked her, like, if that was your significant other, wouldn't you have asked, like, why are you afraid? Like, what are you afraid of? I don't know. I think that whole thing is weird, especially since we, like, he was written off so quickly and we don't hear anything about him in the, after that. But I also think it's weird that the ex-husband plays a huge role in her advocacy, which, I mean, maybe it's just one of those, like, one-off situations where they're on really good terms, but I don't know. I just think it's kind of weird. So, yeah, guys. Unfortunately, we still don't have any answers as to what happened to Heidi Plank. I thought something really cute, though, was that Heidi's friends made a website, and I'll link it for you guys, and it's called findheidiplank.com. One way that all of her friends in the community are honoring Heidi is by doing what they call Heidi's Random Acts of Kindness, and this is when strangers will go out, do a random act of kindness, whether that's paying for the person behind them in a drive through line or giving a really good tip at a restaurant or something like that. And usually they'll take a picture of themselves doing this and put in the photo, hashtag, find Heidi Plank. And not only are they doing something good for their community, but they're also helping Heidi's name keep circulating around and making sure that people are still talking about it. Like, for instance, on their website's blog, there was a photo and they gave a really good tip and it said, This tip is in honor of my friend Heidi. And then it said hashtag find Heidi Plank. So if I were a server and I had got that, I would be like, hmm, what is this? And I would look into it. And it's just raising more awareness. So honestly, it's a really good idea. 
and it's a very charitable thing for them to do. I don't know, I just really like that. I thought it was really cute of them to do that. Um, but yeah, guys, I don't know. This was a quick one. I mean, I could have gone like more down a rabbit hole with the Jason Sugarman thing, but I don't know if it leads anywhere. And I kind of just feel like his fraud charges may have been completely separate. However, I still think it's weird that a single mom can't afford a $1.7 million apartment, drive a Range Rover, and do all of that while living on the salary that she was quote making. But I just wanted to end this one and say that if you or anyone you know have any information regarding this case, please contact the LAPD Missing Persons Unit at 213-996-1800. There has to be answers out there. She has to be somewhere. People don't just vanish. And I'm really praying that this family finds answers soon because I can't imagine especially what Bond is going through, especially at this moment. Update on Bond though, his father Jim Wayne now has full custody of his son and he is seeking therapy. So yeah guys, quick case today. Also, housekeeping note before I forget, the International Network of Hearts Fundraiser is coming up on July 14th, so please make sure you check out the link on our page and donate if you can, buy a ticket, join us for the ceremony. It's going to be an amazing night. Um, If it was anything like last year, you guys are going to really want to be there. And if you can't be there, then tune in. I will be posting a live that night so you can kind of feel like you're there with me. But I love you guys. I hope you're enjoying the beginning of summer. It was a hot one today. It was like 90 degrees. As always, keep it spooky.